comes triumphant to give us hope this day. Friends, welcome to this Palm Passion Sunday. Good morning. We're so glad you are here to worship with us. Christ be with you. Our call to worship this day is done in response, and so if you would please join in on your screen. Humble and riding on a donkey, we greet you. Acclaimed by crowds and caroled by children, we cheer you. Moving from the peace of the countryside to the corridors of power, we salute you, Christ our Lord. You are giving the beasts of burden a new dignity. You are giving majesty a new face. You are giving those who long for redemption a new song to sing. With heart and voice, we shout, Hosanna. Our hymn this morning is Hosanna, Loud Hosanna.
Gospel according to Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. Hear now God's word for you today. As Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, Jesus replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My friends, let us pray. Holy God, may all that we do and say in this day be well and good in your sight. Amen. So it's an all too familiar story, isn't it? The story of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a colt on what we now call Palm Sunday. It's the all too familiar story of the crowd shouting their love and praises in his direction. Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's the all too familiar story of the people laying down palm branches on the road before Jesus as he made his way through the gates of the city into a week that would define his fate and define our fate. It's an all too familiar story that was read this morning in an all too unfamiliar time. As people of faith, we tend to find great comfort in tradition and familiarity. After all, each calendar year of our life often hinges around major Christian holidays, and with those come all sorts of traditions, whether in the family home or your church family. And as human beings and creatures of habit, we find joy and meaning in those traditions that in so many ways define who we are. In this particular church family of Rosedale, we have the tradition of great fanfare on Palm Sunday, when we gather together for worship, waving our palms, where the choir creates a tunnel of palms down the center aisle for the children to walk under as they bring forth their fish banks for the one great hour of sharing. Palm Sunday, where we begin this final stretch of Lent as we make our way into Holy Week, a week where tradition had it, we would have the great joy of gathering together to worship in community four times in eight days. 
But unfortunately, this year, a pandemic has defeated tradition. This year, an executive order has defeated tradition. This year, safety has defeated tradition. This year, our health and well-being has defeated tradition. This year, the well-being of others has defeated tradition. So it makes you have to stop and reflect and ask the question, how truly important is tradition in the grand scheme of our faith? It's important because it provides a sense of comfort and meaning. However, we have now been forced to completely remove ourselves from the tradition of worship as we have known it for the literal sake of humanity. We've had to strip it all away, and now all that we are left with is this raw, personal worship of Jesus and Jesus alone, and allowing him to meet us right where we are at. My friends, this is indeed painful, that we are living in a space that has isolated us from our traditions. And as painful as this is, it's a stunning example of the reminder that you can take the tradition out of the picture, but you can't remove Jesus. This is proof that Jesus is still present, no matter that Palm Sunday is happening without palms. That worship still happens without physically gathering in a sanctuary. That your monetary gifts still bless others, even if not physically placed in the offering plate. That hymns can still be sung without a hymn book. That communion can happen without a pastor present because our true communion lies in the joining of our hearts and minds to that of Christ. And that can happen anytime anywhere. In these days, we have lost our tradition, but we have not lost God. So this morning, we are celebrating Palm Sunday in a way that none of us ever have in our lives, regardless of our ages. And perhaps our current situation is causing us to look at this story a little bit differently. Maybe our current situation helps us to emphasize more deeply with Jesus and all that he was facing as he made his way into Jerusalem to begin this week of his life. I often get caught up wondering what Jesus was feeling inside because he knew what was coming. Did he feel nervous, anxious? Did the week take forever to get through or did it go by way too fast for him? Jesus had a journey to make, and his journey had a timeline, and his journey came with hardship and pain. I would suggest that we are all in a similar place, the only difference being we don't have a timeline. This will not be over in a week. We don't have a clue as to when this journey will end, and unfortunately we are faced with the stark reality that we have lots of known pains and hardships that we have yet to get through, especially if the medical experts are right, and I'm sure that they are. But my friends, you are not alone. We are not alone. As our tagline here at Rosedale, we go together. And I love how that 
that sentiment is playing itself out in these days in ways that we never, ever could have imagined. We are truly going together. And the only reason why and how is because of our amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If he had never bravely taken that journey down the Palm Sunday Road, if he had never set his face towards Calvary, these days would be so different for all of us. All of us. We have dark days ahead. We have long days ahead. That's the truth. And in spite of this, Next Sunday, we will celebrate Easter again in a way unlike we have never celebrated it before, without our traditions and without those things that we hold dear, and some of us, even without our families. Yet, we will still celebrate because the tomb is empty. And also, imagine this. Imagine the utter sweetness of what that day will be like when we get to congregate together in this space again. Imagine what it will be like when you get to walk through the doors of your church home again and literally embrace your church family. Because that day will come, and you know why? Because your Redeemer lives. This is your hope, and there is your joy. And that is something to hold on to in these days of uncertainty, pain, loss, grief, and hardship. Because like the Palm Sunday Road and the Holy Week journey, it is long and painful, yet there is the guarantee of hope on the other side. At the end of this morning's scripture, we read how the religious elite told Jesus to quiet his disciples in their praise of him, to shut them up, to what Jesus responded, I tell you this, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Let me put that in language for today. In other words, you cannot quarantine the gospel. You cannot quarantine giving our Lord and Savior the praise that he is due. You cannot quarantine the good news that your Redeemer lives and that we are not suffering through these days alone. Because if we were stifled from singing praise or sharing the good news, the rocks would cry out on our behalf. A pandemic may have defeated tradition, but it did not quarantine the truth of Jesus' resurrection and with that, the guarantee of hope, grace, mercy, comfort, peace, healing, assurance, and communion. It is no longer a tagline or a cliche we go together because we have no choice but to face these difficulties ahead and we will do it together with Jesus as our strength and as our guide. Keep focused on Christ and the joy that awaits you on the other side. Let us be on our way. Amen. A reading by Anne Means, Between Parades. We're good at planning. Give us a task force and a project and we're off and running. No trouble at all. 
Going to the village and finding a colt, even negotiating with the owners, is right down our alley. And how we love a parade. In a frenzy of celebrations, we gladly focus on Jesus and generously throw our coats and palms in his path. And we can shout praise loud enough to make the Pharisees complain. It's all so good. It's between parades that we don't do so well. From Sunday to Sunday, we forget our hosannas. Between parades, the stones will have to shout because we don't. Today, for our invitation to the offering, perhaps this is our response to God for, even in the midst of these days of the pandemic, God is finding ways to bless us. And so our response to God is tied up into who we are. In the fullness of Christ, triumphant he came through those city gates to offer us new life, abundant life, given through the grace of God. In thanks, let us return the Lord's offering with our own. The offering can be made in a variety of ways, however you feel comfortable. You can make your pledge or your financial gift on PushPay through our app. You can go through your bank. You can mail it to the church office, whatever you feel most comfortable doing. And let us not forget during this time of offering that along with the gifts that we give, we give our hearts and ourselves to Christ as well.
church to choose your ways, establishing your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Use our gifts and our lives to your glory through Jesus who comes in your name. Lord Jesus, humble and riding on a donkey, thank you for coming to meet us today at the gates of our hearts. When the way is strewn with the garlands of victory, may we give you the praise and thanksgiving due your glorious name. When the way is strewn with the pressures and demands of life, help us to seek your guidance. It is so easy to listen to the voices of those around us. Their opinions affect our judgment about how we should live. When the crowd shouts approval, we are uplifted. When their response is rejection, we feel forsaken. Help us to discern amid the fanfare and the fatigue, the persistent prodding of your divine will. Make us mindful of our connectedness to you and each other, even in these days of COVID-19 and social distancing, for the church is to remain as one. As members of the body of Christ, we pray for those who need your care and presence this day. We lift up all those who have been affected around the globe by COVID-19. We lift up those who are near to us, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our cities. Those who are far away in miles, all over the United States and the world. We give you thanks for family and friends that continue to lift us up during these hard days. We give you thanks for our churches and congregations that continue to minister to us. We pray for all those who serve, for medical staff, for first responders, for FEMA, for military, for sacrifices of all those families, of all those who serve us. Keep them healthy, keep them well. We also lift up this day those in the hospital who are in nursing homes, who are ill, who are quarantined. We ask that you would buoy them up as we go outside windows to wave, send in cards and letters, and make phone calls. We ask that you would continue to be with teachers and now parents who are learning the art of homeschool and with our students. Together, may they be a wonderful, collaborative team in continuing the education of students all over. For living God, you give us this day, and in this time of worship, you remind us of hope, the promises that you have given to us. As those who came before us wave palms in praise of Jesus, we bring our praises to that in joy found in him, you may take our lives and transform us into your disciples. We pray these things in the name of our risen Lord, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead 
us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. We now are going to experience a time of transition in this worship service. Just as surely as we will go through transitions throughout Holy Week now, from Palm Sunday to Monday, Thursday to Good Friday and then to Easter morning. For often Palm Sunday is called Palm Passion Sunday where we give thanks for Jesus who came riding into those gates and the parade that followed as everyone welcomed him as king. And then we also get ready for the heaviness that will come after supper with his disciples, moving into Good Friday. For now, we start to focus on the passion and Jesus' week that will bring him to his cross. And we are reminded as scripture promises that Jesus is the light that no darkness can ever overcome and it is only through the cross that we can get to the empty tomb and the life that Christ has promised us to always be with him from this life to life in his kingdom when our days on this earth are complete. Come now with me into the passion Jesus Christ. Feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. 
they divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouths of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vow. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it.